What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Championship Sunday, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David. I'm joined with today, Ryan. What's happening? And Leo. Ooh, what's up, people? Uh, yeah, but we are continuing sports films today. We are actually going to look at credit, full credit, 100% credit goes to Leo for thinking this wonderful idea. We're actually going to look at the characters in sports films. We're going to look at the, our top five worst and our top 10 best, and Ryan is going to be so upset at me with some of the worst that I have on my list. <laughs> I fully expect him to yell at me or oh, or some fun reaction. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's get into the news of the week. A lot of stuff to get into here. We're going to start off with the light. Timothy Chalamet and Tom Holland are in talks to play Willy Wonka in the upcoming prequel film that will set to release in 2023. Now... I love Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I am actually one that likes the Tim Burton remake. I actually think it's very good. But what are your guys' thoughts on this? Ryan, I'll kick off with you. I just think this movie's unnecessary. I'm like you. I don't mind the remake at all. I enjoy it. But I just think another one is unnecessary. But Tom Holland's involved, so I'm going to watch it. Leo, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think it's funny. I think in the last in the last few weeks of like of of of, of recording the um, the podcast, we've we've kind of touched on Lord of the Rings and their prequel, Harry Potter and their prequel. Prequels don't seem to do too well recently. No. So um, yeah, recently, so, look back at two thousand uh, Star Wars. Oh no, touche. <laughs> the, actually, yeah, you're right. The Godfather of prequels. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like it's. I, I mean, look, the, the the names attached to it, like Rye said, like are, are awesome. Um, I'm I'm never gonna say, don't give me more Tom Holland, don't give me more Timothy Chalamet, but uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I, I I think it's unnecessary, just as both of you have said. So I, well, I actually am okay with this because of who's directing. Now you're probably laughing at me here, but the director of Paddington and Paddington Two is directing it. And Paddington and Paddington 2 are, like, really, really good movies, despite what, you know, it's a kid's film, obviously. But they're actually really legit good movies, with the second one actually being one of the only films on Rotten Tomato that's certified 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah, so for that, I'm excited. I mean, we'll see what happens when it actually does come out and who does play him. But the idea is interesting. It's it's not a straight-up remake, so I'm, I'm all in for it. Uh, number two made it on my list because of a conversation I had with Leo yesterday. Um, I'm not sure if he started it, but Bridgerton has been renewed for season two. No, I haven't started it yet. I literally just, well, I guess we'll go over it on what we watched, but I just finished my whole binge of uh, the Entourage world. So Bridgerton are probably next up. Awesome. Was that the, before, I know we're going to get into it in a little bit. Was that your first time watching Entourage? No, no, not at all. So like the pandemic, I've I've reached the point in pandemic binge watching <laughs> where it's like it's like shows that I started watching like five, ten years ago, but I never finished watching. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me just clean up these shows so I know like that, that that's how that's kinda how I got to how I met your mother was that I started it, never fully finished it, started hearing people talking about it. So with Entourage, I started watching it. Um I think like the last like two or three seasons I never really watched, but I watched the movie. Um. Yeah. So we'll talk about it later on. Yep. But uh, and, Bridgerton, I've heard I've heard really awesome things about Bridgerton. And if something tells me, Ryan, that you have no interest. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our uh, next bit of news is something that I hinted at last week, and it came up a little quicker than expected. A lot of movies have changed their release dates once again. Yeah, literally, I felt like they waited for you to make the announcement guest <laughs> on the podcast for them to make their announcement. I was. Some piss me off. I'm at the point that I, 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 we've we've all vented on here our frustration with the whole just release it on streaming. You have the option, but I did want to go through some of them just to get your guys' takes on it. 
So some of the high lowlights, I guess, would be uh, the Kingsman is moving to August 20th, 2021. I actually think the Kingsman looks better than this uh, uh, Kingsman 2, uh, the sequel. This, I think not Secret Service. I forgot what the what the on Golden Circle or something. Uh, I, are you are you a fan of those guys, Ryan? Have you seen those? Uh, that's one of those franchises I've been meaning to check out. I just you know keep forgetting about. What about you, Leo? I loved um a movie like the first one. Yeah. Uh, Kingsman one was um it was like unexpected yep. like gem. Uh, and then part two, I thought was a bit unnecessary, kind of like, I'm like, oh, this is like a cash grab. Three seems to be on that same kind of vein. I think it'll be visually entertaining and some really cool actors selected for it, but I, I'm not like circling that date on my calendar or anything. I'm like, okay, it got moved, whatever. (laughs) This one is, uh, the next one's all me. I'm sad. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. It's been three years and I still don't have this movie. Uh, no time to die has moved again to October 8th, 2021. And I I understand. I really do understand this one in particular. I knew this one had no shot of going streaming, unfortunately. So I knew it was if, if something was going to get moved, it was going to be No Time to Die. But I just want to see the fucking movie already. <laughs> it's like, I, I think I'm a bigger James Bond fan than you guys. I'm not sure if we've ever actually really dissected the franchise, but it's it's to the point that I'm, this is Daniel Craig's last one. I really just want to see how he goes out and carry Fukunaga directing. So that's when we to October 8th. That sucks. Uh, next one up. This one is more for friend of the show and, and host of uh, guest hosts on uh, Cinephile Roundtable, uh, JC. Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho will be moving to October 22nd, 2001. Uh, we talked about the Spider-Man and Spider-Man, the Sopranos movie. That's moving. Spider-Man 3 is still projected for December. I don't think that's coming out. I think you guys would agree with that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I can't see that coming out. Uh, The one that broke my heart outside of No Time to Die was my number one most anticipated film of the year. Ghostbusters has been moved again. (laughs) This is one I don't understand. This can go streaming. This they they have many options. I think they sell this movie to for it to go streaming. So I hope we at least get a trailer soon. And then Morbius is moving to 2022 completely. So last week it moved to October. This week it moves to 2022. I know you're sad, Ryan. I know you really are. <laughs> yeah. When I got the news, I just slid in my bed and lit a candle for I, a little bit. I know. I I, I did too. Um, <laughs> Leo, are you excited for 2022's Morbius? <laughs> uh, I am I am the same level of excitement as, <laughs> that you as, were last as week last, as last week when we were when we went over this. Um, Tom Holland, uh, Uncharted is moving to February 11, twenty twenty two. I'm fine with this. I love the Uncharted series, but there is no level of anticipation for this movie because I know what video game movies do. So if it's good, yay. If it's not, I won't be too shocked that it's terrible. And then finally, A Quiet Place 2 has been moved to September from, so, I believe. It's funny. I was waiting for you to make this announcement because this is one of those like really strange moments where I'm like, I've been waiting to hear your review about this movie. For two years but at like, this point. Yeah. Like, I don't even care about the watching the movie anymore. I just want to know what you think about the movie. And so, like, you and Jenny still can't talk about it. I can say a few things. Obviously, the embargo is... I've been under embargo for this movie for almost a year now, uh, but I can say a few things in terms of I think it's OK now to say some things. Um, I think it's on par with the first. I think part two has a moment of tension that tops anything in part one. Like there is a moment in that move, uh, not even a moment. I would say like a three minute scene towards the middle end of the movie that jenny and i we're all watching a movie and we're like oh my fucking god how are they gonna get out of this so i think you guys will enjoy it a lot be prepared for a shift in leads that's all i'll say in terms of like more plot details about it be prepared for that and i think it's it'll be worth the wait i honestly think it will be worth the wait i don't know if the wait is going to be embargo must be killed this embargo was killing like me, I can only imagine what it's doing to you. My review has been in the can since March, since that Monday after I saw the movie. So <laughs> I've never had a review 
in just sitting there waiting to be released as long as I have a quiet place part two. So I do you like the first one, Ryan? Or have you seen I it? I haven't seen it. God damn it, Ryan. Uh, Check it out that's, this week. That's another that's another one that was like unexpectedly like, wow, this this film is just masterful. It like made, I yeah, I, I it made it. me want to see more Krasinski directed films. Like it is yeah. master class in directing. And Ryan, it's essentially a silent film. So mm-hmm. there is close to little dialogue in the entire movie. This one actually has more dialogue. That's another thing I can say. But mm. not still not that much. Um and yeah, so that's all the release date changes. I'm sure we're going to get more. I just yeah. don't know what they are at the moment. Um <laughs> it's it's that time. I need I need can someone cue the song? It's time for some Zack Snyder news. Snyder news. Wait. Snyder news. <laughs> like again, they waited till we were done recording last week to make these freaking announcements. So like, this one is actually not shocking when you look at the whole spectrum of things. So Zack Snyder's Justice League, he confirmed on Twitter that it will be a four hour cut, not a mini series. Now I don't know if this means if everything's gonna be released at once or if it's just gonna be one singular entity. Now, I'll give you guys my take. I think they gave Snyder this four part miniseries when before they knew that twenty twenty one may be the same thing as twenty twenty. And before they announced that their entire lineup, that Warner Brothers entire lineup was going to be on HBO Max. Now they have content to keep you. They don't need to spread out this four part thing anymore. That's why I think if it's going to be one singular thing or a dump of everything, that that's why they did it, because they don't need him anymore. They have an entire lineup of films that people are excited for. Uh, I'll start off with Leo on this. What do you think? Uh, (laughs) I mean... I'm running. I'm running out of words, bro. <laughs> I, I don't even know anymore. Like it's funny because after the announcement was made, I, I kind of made a joke to Dave and Rye off the off the line, and like how this reminds me of that old Kobe Bryant rest in peace commercial, yeah. where he's like he, he's being like the speaker of uh, in front of all these multi successful people, and like he has a one on one with with Kanye West, and he's like, you know how can i be what, what more is there like i'm already successful and kobe's like be more successful he's like but i'm like i'm the best he's like be better so i'm like snyder must be like you know how can i make this movie a mini series and a movie like what, what can i add to it if cgi is bad more bad cgi what can i add to it if the characters are underdeveloped more underdeveloped characters like there's just so much with this film slash oh, miniseries yeah. slash My- event slash new streaming service uh, that I, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I just want it to be over with. My favorite thing before it. going to Ryan, my favorite thing of this whole process has been people like Snyder stands praising um, Steppen- is it Steppenwolf's new armor? Yeah, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, yeah. Here's my opinion. I don't care about the CGI. I'm talking about like what he's wearing. Why would you choose to wear that? Do you know how long that would take to put on every day? <laughs> Does he sleep in that? Like, I want to know. I, I, I need to see a scene since he's editing and doing new things of Steppenwolf putting that on. I, 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 it's like, it just seems like something that a person would not do and choose to wear. But Ryan, what do you, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Leo, go ahead, Leo. No, like, out of the three of us guys, like, and, and, how many of you were saying, oh, this was a really good movie, but if only that armor was just extra shiny and extra <laughs> large, that would have fixed the movie for me. I think Ryan did. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you, I, I, I'm, I'm stepping on what we watched, but you saw the entire DCEU, so I think you'll have something to say about Justice League this time? This time around? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, thoughts on that. Are you just happy or they're just dumping it, Ryan? Yeah, I'm happy just to get it over with. Let me just see it and talk about it and just be done with it. Awesome. All right, so that's all the news for. Oh no, wait, one more. I hope this happens. Uh, Mark Bernard and Kevin Smith this week uh, talked about Batman the Animated Series sequel is rumored for HBO Max. I am in. I'm excited, but I need the animation to be the same. Yes. Updated. Yes. Uh, updated the same style of animation every i mean not everyone but you know who needs to come back kevin conroy mm-hmm. and mark hamill Hamill. every it depends who they bring back as villains but those two need to be back and then bruce tim has to be involved 
if, absolutely if yeah. it's mm-hmm. not those three pieces i don't want anything to do with this i i know i know how bad this can go but i also think if these parties are in it could be amazing but we should we'll see what happens i suspect this will be if it does come out it'll be next year uh ryan thoughts I mean, I'm for it, but at the same time, we've had sequel in the sense of Batman Beyond. We've yep. had a sequel in the sense of the adventures of Batman and Robin, where it was its own sequel in, in and of itself. So I'm curious on where they go with it. Um, I didn't like when they changed the characters around in the series, so I'm not sure what they're going to do to the characters in this, like with the look. Like I, I enjoy the classic Batman anime series Joker compared to like when they blacked the eyes out. Yeah, for same example. here. Same here. Um, and I like that's the only one that comes to mind, but yeah, I'm curious above all else. What about you, Leo? Yeah, you think I think Ryan and you, uh, you guys said exactly what I was gonna what I was gonna say. Like those three people that you named, Dave, are the three people that need to be involved with this. Um, and animation wise, Ryan is totally right. Like the 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 the, the day that the bat symbol on Batman's chest lost the yellow. Like that animation changed for me too. I'm like, oh, it's so good, but not, it's not. It as became a good. different show, yeah, mentally. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, if they're gonna, if they're gonna, because I know that um, the X Men animated series is doing something not as ambitious. They're continuing on the X Men animated series world through the comic books, um, and they're they're trying to stay to where the show stopped and then like just fix it up from there. So like if they pick the right spot of where they're going to continue the story from, I'm cool with it. But again, it has to have those three people attached to it. Agreed. Now, before we move on, what is one villain that maybe we didn't see or did see in the animated series, but maybe just once or twice that you'd like to see back if you have something, one that comes to your mind? Rai. I'm not sure how often we saw him, but Clayface comes to mind. Oh, yes. Dude, that's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. I was thinking Clayface, but in a more fun way, I want to see the Mad Hatter again. And nice. I want to see... The Cal- Ventriloquist. Oh, the Ventriloquist is good. And I'm not... We did get Calendar Man, right? Not really. Okay. I want That's my That's my like hot take of like deep fucking cut Batman villain. Give me Calendar Man. I just want to see. You know him. what? Go ahead. I got one. We're more like they're treating uh, cartoons more for it's going to be more adultish than give us Zaz. Ooh. I would love Zaz, but no one's gotten Zaz right in like 20 something years. And, 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 and they tried a lot. They tried a lot of Zaz, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love Birds of Prey. I think Ryan is with me, Leo, not so much, yeah. but like. We can all agree Zaz was terrible. I didn't like Zaz at all in no. in Birds of Prey. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm excited if it's done right, but I'm also hesitant that it may be done really, really, really bad. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But let's get into what we watch this week. Uh, I'll I'll kick it off. I don't have that much here. I did, because it DVR'd, I did see Batwoman, first episode of season two. I feel... It wasn't that bad, guys. It was not that bad. Nice, nice. It, the writing okay, was, was it the writing or the acting? Like, what made it watchable for you? The, she's a little better, but there's still she's not in it a lot. So that's another. Okay. Yeah. So what we got was more on. Do you care if I spoil it? No. I, okay. Nah. So, so they pretty much killed uh, Kate off. They killed her. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Technically, there's a way to bring her back, but technic, but also to them she's dead and bruce wayne okay. is in the first episode what oh yep. wow yeah so it's it's interesting they kept my they have my attention um pretty much the 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 girl that dawns now the cowl is also a victim of alice so you kind of have a connection there which is interesting one random fucking thing that i saw that i wanted to, you guys to get a good laugh of I think they're in in they're going down to the Batcave, and I don't know if I missed this in season one, Leo and Rye, but there's a in a glass case. There's pearls. Why I don't know. I just thought it was funny that they would have the the symbol of his mother of Bruce Wayne's mother's death. I don't know what's so weird about it, David. I mean, keeping keeping a memento from your parents' assassination—that's—I <laughs> mean, I thought everybody did that. Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, it, it it's it wasn't that bad. I I say give it a shot to see if it intrigues you. I feel like this one 
hooked me a little bit more than anything in season one. Wait, Dave, uh, I, I, this is like getting into spoilers yeah. now. When you say Bruce Wayne was there, do you mean Bruce Wayne came back or do you mean like the, they continued that storyline where like they're going into like hush where like someone took Bruce's face? Do you want me to say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So someone took Bruce's face. Oh, but okay, for... cool. Because yeah, that was that was the hanger from the season one. Okay, I, I saw him like, did they just scrap that whole storyline and just brought Bruce back? Yeah, no. So that's pretty much what the episode is. Um, outside of dealing with her death, you see Bruce Wayne come back, and you everyone thinks that Bruce Wayne is back until he's not back. So I'll I, I'll leave it at that. But um, cool. something else I saw, I saw the White Tiger. Solid. Oh, nef- dude, that looks cool. Um, I liked it. I wish it was shorter. It's 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 an acquired taste because there's a lot of, for me, unnecessary backstory. Okay. But then it becomes like this crime drama in a way, and it's actually very interesting and intriguing. Um, and they're all, it's about, it also has a lot of themes about, you know, perception of taxi dri- of cab drivers too, like what their social mm-hmm. class really is. So it's really, it's interesting in terms of that. Um, I also saw the Tiger Woods documentary, which you is. You went on a, on a tiger binge pretty yeah. much is what you're saying. <laughs> For anyone that loves sports and can appreciate everything Tiger has done. And his down and knows about his downfall. This is this is a must because I actually didn't think that Tiger Woods was involved in terms of he was on it. But he doesn't show up until the last like twenty minutes of the documentary. So you have other people's perspective of his rise and fall, which is a very interesting look. Um, highly recommend it. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on was I saw Malcolm and Marie, the John David Washington and um Zendaya film that's coming to Netflix in February. Uh, I suspect that Zendaya may get an Oscar nomination and John David Washington could be in the running too. Uh, you know, just, that's all I can say right now. Uh, what about you, Leo? What do you got this week? Uh, yeah. Um, as far as I, I, I think literally all I've been doing is binge watching the entire, um, entourage series. So, uh, which is cool. It was cool rewatching it. I, I, I kind of like, I had forgotten how funny the show could be, how clever some of the writing was. Then I also forgotten how bad it got towards the end. Yep. Um, and uh, but it was cool seeing all the cameos, seeing all like the the allusions they made to like how big a superhero movie could be with Aquaman and how much I want to see that Aquaman Can, more than the Momoa Aquaman. Oh my god! So I want I I'm glad you brought that up because I could we could actually talk about this. And Ryan, you seen Entourage or not yet? No, not yet. Oh my god, that shows all up your alley, like completely up your alley. Oh, you, you oh absolutely, yeah. dude! It is so bro funny and it's so good. It's in my I'll top. It out. Yeah, it's in my top ten favorite shows of all time, despite of how bad it gets towards and, the yeah. end. Dude, I forgot that it was thirty minute episodes. Yeah, I completely thought it was like a longer show, and I'm like, oh wow, this is easy to binge through. And that, like, I don't know if Leo can agree with me on this, but Rye, like, the first, I would say, six seasons are so good that yeah. it still doesn't take away from a top ten spot, despite how bad the last two seasons are. Absolutely agree, and then it's like, and it got bad simply because they introduced Sasha like Gray. a porn star and drugs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. And I mean, kudos to Sasha Gray, but like, I, I, the fact that she was big part of season seven, yeah. But yeah, to the Aquaman thing. Yes, I always when I first saw when I first saw Entourage because I I was a starter from the beginning. I think I saw season one when it first hit HBO, uh, because it followed The Sopranos, so. Mm-hmm. I started off that, and then when the Aquaman season happened, I'm like, well, this movie would never make money. Like, yes. it never really happened. <laughs> and then when Aquaman actually came out, and it's like the highest, outside of Joker, I believe, the highest DCEU movie, grossing-wise, I'm like, holy shit, Entourage had it right from the start. It's like The Simpsons. And, and could you imagine if we had gotten the Aquaman that was on that show? If Brilliant. we got like a James Cameron Entourage, a James Cameron-led with a super mega star Aquaman with like the metal hand. And like, I'm like, what this, I want to see this movie. It's I want to see this movie so much. <laughs> really? And I, I do, do hate that they shit on Kevin Smith in season three when they made they Aquaman do. two. They Didn't appreciate yeah. that too much, but I think that was around the Jersey girl time where he wasn't really, you know, he was kind of losing steam with like the Hollywood elite kind of thing. Um, but yeah, right. I think you'll love the show. It's Ari gold and drama. That's all. you. Oh. Need to, that's all you need. 
and and absolutely and Lloyd because I think Lloyd is low key the most underrated character on that show. See, I think it's Turtle. I think Turtle is the most underrated. Really? Show. Like I love yeah. Turtle for being a sneakerhead, but I think Lloyd has so many funny moments that don't people don't talk about too much. Uh, but yeah, right. I I hope we get your opinion on Entourage soon. Yeah, I think I think you'll like, and, and like they're they're all in on like smoking weed. Like they're freaking potheads. They're just like friends that just get rich together, and it's it's pretty cool. It's, but yeah, I rewatched that. Um, I ended it last night, and then I watched the movie right after it. Um, best ending def- to best ending to a movie ever. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It gave, it gave. It's funny because I'm wondering now, looking back on it, I wonder why the show ended when it did. Like, was it canceled? Like, because it felt rushed. No, it was. Their, it was their choice. It was their choice to end it. That's a terrible choice. Like, yeah. they need. Like, unlike other series, like when Sopranos, when 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 Saints of Newark comes out, I don't think Sopranos needed that. Right? They didn't need a movie. I feel like Entourage needed a movie. They definitely needed a movie to to close up some yeah. of these storylines. And I think the movie has its problems because I don't like um, Haley Joel Osment too much in that movie. Oh yeah, he's terrible. But I think as a whole, it kind of closed everything up better than yeah than uh, than the show did. So and right before Leo goes on, here's an episode that will sell you on the series and you smoke. There is an episode in season two, one of my favorite episodes, where the crew goes to a bat mitzvah. And they haven't eaten all day, <laughs> but they 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 smoke, so they're really really hungry. By the time they get there, they missed a ceremony and they haven't ordered their food. So D- drama and turtle are like, we'll take anything. So they bring them a vegetarian dish. So the the their storyline, the whole episode is them actually trying to look for food. <laughs> It's it's classic stuff. It's classic stuff. Yeah, it really is, man. It's uh yeah, and then other than other than the Entourage binge, uh, episode three of Wandavision. Oh yes, we do have to talk about that. I forgot about that. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What do you got? Um, I got. <clears throat> excuse me. I got Justice League Dark uh, Apocalypse War. Okay. The anime movie. Very very good. That one definitely cleansed my soul after watching the uh. Other one from last week. Very, very awesome, awesome, awesome ending. I'll tell you that much. All right. What else? You and got? then I DCEU rewatch, like you mentioned earlier. Go for it. I, 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 I'm going to avoid everything. I'm going straight to the one that matters to me. You love Suicide Squad. Do you still love Suicide Squad? I've said it a thousand times on here. I still enjoy the oh very God. beginning, and that's it. Okay, cool. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I'll take that. And one thing that has changed for me is uh, Shazam has taken my top spot as favorite. Over Wonder Woman. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Like, I still think Wonder Woman's the best made, but Shazam's my favorite. That makes sense. It's, yeah. so, it's so rewatchable. Yeah. Remember when, Rye, remember when me and, and you kept telling Leo to watch it and he just wouldn't watch it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was dead. This one was Shazam. Shazam makes total sense. Everything else in that universe is interesting. To say the least. <laughs> um, what do you think of Justice League? It's, it's fine. <laughs> See, here's. I'm glad you say that because Leo, have you seen Justice League or not? Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen. I mean, I, I, the only ones I was missing was just Aquaman and Shazam. Like it's not. I don't think it's the worst DCEU movie, despite what everyone thinks. That goes to no. you know, oh, for me, it's no. Suicide Squad and and Man of Steel and and the theatrical B versus S. Like I think those are the bottom yeah those are the ass crack of the dceu uh justice league is not good but i don't think it's as as awful as i'll tell you this i'm more entertained i can sit there and be more entertained than watching man of steel exactly there's a there's an article and i wanted to share with you guys where christopher nolan i think it's regarding christopher nolan and that he stated that there's an article stating that he was against um, them ki- Superman killing it, uh, Zod, <laughs> but oh, Zack Snyder, man. he was like, that's not really. Uh, according to Christopher Nolan, it wasn't true to his character, which obviously that makes sense because Christopher Nolan is a good filmmaker. Um, yes, right. Thank you. <laughs> but Zack Snyder vetoed it, and he said, "No, this is part of his arc." I'm like, <laughs> just laughable. Uh, it's funny. I was sitting there watching Justice League, and I'm like, you know what? This isn't as bad of a movie like we were just saying. And I'm like. And that's what scares me about this Zack Snyder one is I'm like, 
the bad ones are Zack Snyder ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I'm going to want to go cleanse myself after watching the Snyder Cut because it's going to be so fucking depressing. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> but uh, anything else, Ray? And WandaVision. Great. Now comes our weekly discussion on WandaVision. Uh, <laughs> on the mindfuck that is WandaVision. <laughs> I've never, and Marvel's slow paced and very methodical. And they take ten. They took ten years for for them to conclude their three first phases. I have no idea what the fuck is going on, <laughs> and I love it. I love every second of that. Uh, general thoughts, uh, Leo. Yeah, same. Uh, the theory that I had going into it got a little bit yeah, of a monkey run thrown into it. Too. Pretty much, mine's gone. Too. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Uh, I, I I loved it. I love that the 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 buildup is still coming. I love all the Easter eggs thrown into it. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was the so far. I think it's my the, the my favorite of the episodes. What but I think you? it's because they're also like building more. What about you, Ray? Um, I yeah, no, I'm loving it. It's definitely my favorite of all the episodes. Um, and yeah, it just was such a crazy episode. Um, new theory, Leo, Ray. Just call me crazy. What if Scarlet is the new bat, big bad? That would make sense, and that's so aligned with what Marvel can do with her character. I would love it because she does start off as a villain, right? If I uh, yes, yes. So much, much like how she her uh, her appearance in Age of Ultron, yep. like she does start off as like Magneto's and Magneto's henchman. So she's she's a she's a it's a little bit of a of a villain. But then she becomes way, way more powerful. And yeah, her as a big bad makes total sense. Because I'm wondering, the only, and this is a far out theory, probably not true at all. I'm wondering if S.W.O.R.D. is surrounding the perimeter that Wanda has created. Like she has full control of everything. And she is pretty much kicking anyone out that is trying to intercept what she's trying to create. Yeah, like I'm telling you, I think there's such a downer feel to the fact that. Like when, uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl from Captain Marvel that's not an adult. I forgot her name. Oh, Rambo, Rambo. When she said, when yeah. she says, Ultron killed your yes. brother, and then she ki- and then Wanda kicks her out. There's a sinister look in her face that's never been there before. Like, yeah. no, you're not going to ruin my reality. And then, last question to both of you: Do you think the twins are actually born, or do you, you mean think? Like an- or do you think you this is like, all? Yeah, like oh. are they real, or is it just in our head? Because there's a lot of love for the twins because of who they eventually become as the Young Avengers. But like, I wonder if the twins really aren't born. That just everything is manifested in her head because she's so powerful. I think yes, that they are, but not in what we expected. Interesting. What about you, Leo? I, I want to say yes, but that's all depending on what the MCU does with Wanda's powers. Yeah. Because like, if, if her powers do end up becoming really closely tied into the reality stone and anything with that, yeah, like she can create people. That That's legitimate. Like, yes, that's possible. If they make this a whole like psychotic breakdown, which then makes her lose her powers in a different way, um, they could be figments of her imagination. But I do think that Disney, Marvel wants to build on these two twins and maybe have like a young Avengers thing go on with Kate Bishop and and Kamala Khan. And the reason that that could work too is because if, if we're looking at the concept of time within her realm, she was pregnant at the beginning of the episode. She gave birth at the end of episode. It would have shocked me if they aged them out to teenagers by the end of the series. Yeah, and I think through the through the, the snapshots that we've seen from the trailer and from some of like the, 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 the articles like from Variety and stuff, like we've noticed that the shows that they're still going to make a reference to are like Roseanne and um, maybe something like uh, Full Housey. Mm-hmm. So it could make sense that it's like the kids are now a little bit older. Um, maybe even get to the point where they're like young, young, maybe twelve or twelve years old. So well, yeah, and and poor Viz. He's just like living in purgatory right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so that wraps up what we watch. Real every... quick. Yes, go ahead. Um, just I'm not sure if it means anything, but I did find a translation on a website to the little lullaby. Oh, what, Ooh, it, what is it? What does it say? I waited for you and this day has come. My heart became a home full of light, full of light. 
Damn. Which, I'm glad you brought that up, too. I totally forgot to mention this. Um, Is this how we get Evan Peters back? She brings her brother back? Oh, my Lord, man. Leave it alone. It's not him. <laughs> I'm telling It is. Ryan, I- I'll go with a true believer. Ryan, is this how we get Evan Peters? <laughs> yeah, this is how we get Evan Peters. Thank you. Thank you. Either that or we get it in Doctor Strange. I, Actually, guys, I, I, I forgot to tell. There's something that that I did read that kind of it, it helps out. It helps out the Evan Peters as Quicksilver thing. Um, the voice actor that dubs Evan Peters Quicksilver for the X Men movies. Uh, I think he dubs it in. I forgot what language he dubs it. In, I think in German. Supposedly, he accidentally tweeted that he had just finished recording his uh, his voiceover for WandaVision. Uh, and then he had to delete it immediately. So people are like, wait a minute. If he's dubbing stuff for Evan Peters again in WandaVision, he only does that when he does it as Quicksilver. So I was like, oh, damn it. This is going against my, my freaking theory. Ra- David and Ryan are going to love this. Leo's going <laughs> Leo's gonna to denounce it even when it happens. <laughs> he's like, going to skip know, that man. episode. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to create his own WandaVision exactly. when it happens. Exactly. All right, great. So before we get into our list, I'm bringing back the taglines because we did not do it last week, and I have six little sports movie taglines. And I wonder who's going to get the easiest ones here. Is it going to be Rye <laughs> or is it going to be Leo? But I'll start off with you, Rye. <clears throat> here we go. His whole life was a million to one shot. Uh, the replacements. That is terrible choice, right? Oh, wow. Leo, any guesses? Rocky. Yes, it is Rocky. Number two, Leo, a piece of paradise, a half block wide, and a whole summer long. Days of Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> that is a no. Rye for the save. No idea. The Sandlot, guys. The Sandlot. Oh, shoot. That's pretty cool. Okay. Oh, well, Rye, if you know, if you know this character's name, it's an easy one. All his life, Ray Kinsella was searching for his dreams. Then one day, his dreams came looking for him. If you believe the impossible, the incredible can come true. I don't know the character's name, but dreams kept getting mentioned, so I'm going with Field of Dreams. Very good, Ryver. Oh, (laughs) good job. Leo, sometimes a winner is a dreamer who just won't quit. That's like literally everyone on the list. Wait, say it again? Sometimes a winner is a dreamer who just won't quit. Oh, jeez. I'm going with so someone that's dreaming. Uh, ugh, screw it. I'll go with what? He got game? Rudy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will say the, all these sports taglines are all very similar. <laughs> uh, yeah. Leo. I mean, Rye. For everyone who's waited to be chosen and wasn't, your day has come. Dodgeball. Incorrect. L- Leo, for the save? Reread it again. For everyone who's waited to be chosen and wasn't, your day has come. For everyone that's waited. Uh, Little Giant? Yep. Very good. That's- and finally, Ryan. He's never coached. They've never won. Together, they'll learn everything about winning. Mighty Ducks. Very yeah. good. Look at that, guys. You didn't do as bad as I thought you would. Good job, right? All Thank right. You, so let's get into our list. Now, uh, Ryan, off the record, off the line, you said you had a hard time with these. Yeah, because sports movies aren't my thing. And also remembering characters' names is hard for me sometimes. Leo, I think me, you had a good time. I felt like a scout, like you mentioned. Off Absolutely, the line. <laughs> dude. I felt like I was scouting this talent out. Because like, even just remembering the top people, right? And then like ranking them, I'm like, ooh, who would I rather like start a franchise with, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so let's kick it off with our worst. Ryan, do you have five worst or were you not yes, able to Yes, I get do. It? All right, let's hear your five worst. David, you're going to like my number five, King, from Ready to Rumble. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what? probably the worst wrestler ever. Um, <laughs> number four, Tommy Gunn. Ooh. Nice. I didn't think you were going to do that. It's a good one. I like that. Number three, Julie from Next Karate Kid. Terrible. Okay. Jenny number would not two, approve of that, you including a woman. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Jaden Smith as Karate Kid. Cause that was not karate. Very good. I love that. He's not on my list, but I love that. It's not even karate, bro. It's not even karate. It's, it's, yeah, kung, it wasn't it's karate. a kung fu kid. <laughs> And number one, oh, should I do all yeah, of them? Yeah, do your number one. Ricky Bobby. Ooh. Yes! I love it. Leo, what do you got? At number five, Spike from Little Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah think about it. He, yes, he has it. He can make a series. He can make a tackle, right? He's a dirty player. He's overconfident. He's sexist. And he's definitely on steroids. Uh, yes, he's definitely on steroids. <laughs> yep. My number four, Jackie Moon from Semi Pro. I've never seen Semi Pro. I heard it's terrible. Oh yeah, so like I mean, like granted, I, I think you both have mentioned you're not too crazy about the actor. Yeah. But in the in the movie itself, though, it's like it's as if like Jerry Jones was playing quarterback for the Cowboys. Like the, he's the owner, he's the manager, he's the starting power forward. He's impetulant. He doesn't have any skill or talent. He's a terrible player, terrible person. It's he's just a spoiled brat. Awesome. So Jackie Moon. Uh, my number three, Greg Goldberg. Why? Because he's the worst goalie ever. And what? if either of you tell me that's not true, you're wrong. Wait, so you're a fan of Julie the Cat, but not... Absolutely. Cat's talented, man. Oh, I don't know, man. Well, Goldberg is horrible. Goldberg did... I Well, you know what? You are right, because in Mighty Ducks 3, they just move him from goalie. So you're right. You're right. He, he lost his job. I would never want to start a franchise if he's my goalie. Like, no, I gotta go elsewhere. Uh, my number two. This is, I think, I think I might get yelled at for this one, but I think you might agree. Number two, Scotty Smalls. Well, he's not on my list, so I, I guess I'm the I'm the biggest Sandlot fan here. I think Smalls is. I think he's a little misunderstood. He's a terrible athlete. Oh, no, he's not a good athlete at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's a terrible athlete with that stupid hat. He's so bad at baseball, Benny has to literally hit the ball into the glove. Yeah. I I just, I can't shit on anyone from the Sandlot. It's just, it would be like blasphemous for me, but. uh, No, I get it. But I mean, on sheer, sheer, just straight up athletics, Scotty Smalls is a terrible athlete. Yeah, he's an awful athlete. Um, and my number one is the same as my number one worst movie, Jamal Jeffries' Joanna Man. The guy literally gets kicked out of the NBA. David, you and I have been watching NBA games our whole lives. We've seen some ridiculous stuff get get done by these athletes. No one's ever gotten kicked out of the league. No, none. Even Ron Artest. Ron Artest literally Ron hit Artest fans. After Mayhem at the at, – was it Mayhem at the – At the Palace. No, Malice at the Palace. Yes. He didn't get kicked out of the league. Yep. Like the freaking Rashid Wallace used to blaze every single game. He never got kicked out of the league. This guy gets kicked out of the NBA, then poses as a woman to join the other league. I he's a terrible human being, terrible athlete. He's a concern for everything. He's my number one worst athlete. So Joanna Man is actually in my honorable mentions. I actually just have some honorable mentions for you guys here. Um Bobby Boucher. Okay. Honorable mention, terrible. Uh, the entire crazy. cast of Ready to Rumble. <laughs> oh, Paige was awesome. Everyone sucks in that movie, Ryan. Shut up. And You are wrong, good sir. And Allie from The Karate Kid. Ooh. She's manipulative, and anyone that's watched Cobra Kai, she literally was trying to bag both Daniel and Johnny in, in this oh, yeah. last season. I like that, yeah. Uh, another one that low-key... Underrated, terrible person. Charles Billingsley, that's Don's dad for Friday Night Lights. I don't know, guys, if you remember that too well. He was, like, extremely overbearing. But number five, Kit Keller, Lee of Their Own. Oh, what a good one. Here's my thing. Dottie has no competition. She loves her sister. There's never a competition between her and her sister. And then Kit creates this, this fake competition between the two sisters that ultimately leads her to go to another team and they end up like competing against each other it's it's i don't know i think she's a little she's looking for the glory on her own i think she's more jealous of her sister than anything so she creates yeah. this, this rivalry that doesn't exist so yeah i was not i was never a fan of her in, in a league of their own number four coach jack riley the mighty ducks 
Ooh. So, I think as a coach of the Hawks, not only does he's he's a cheat because he tries to have his players injure other players, but yep. he also tries to cheat the government by and the, and the local government. I mean, by trying to change who plays on his team or doesn't play on his team when Adam Banks clearly played for District Five and he was trying to be a corrupt politician and get Adam Banks to remain on the Hawks. Very, very, very awful character. Number three, Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. Great pick. Okay. I I recently rewatched Any Given Sunday for this podcast because I said last week that I was going to watch it. Um, I don't. I I like the movie a little better. I still don't think it's any. I don't think it's very good. But Willie Beeman as a character, I don't know who he was trying to. Was he uh, Leo? Was he trying to be Donovan McNabb at the time? So no, so this I think came out even before like the Michael Vick thing. So like I, I maybe Vick was the, the closest. I don't. Was it McNabb at that time? I think McNabb came in in ninety nine two thousand in this movie. Oh wait, came. maybe it was Cordell Stewart. Cordell, Cordell Stewart. Stewart. Yep, that's a good one. I don't. I don't know. I I see like a lot of people like Willie Beeman. I'm like there, there is no likable trait that that person has, which leads into my number two. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Leo. If I say her name wrong, Christina Paganici. The owner of the team yes! in any given yes! Sunday, like who would want to play for her? She is conniving. She is vindictive. She's like the female Jerry Jones. She Absolutely. is. She is a terrible, terrible person. And when Al Pacino fucks her over at the end of the movie, I think that's glorious. It's such a great ending. And number one, to the shock of no one, and no one on this podcast should be surprised, and no one that's listening that knows me should be surprised. The worst character in a sports film is Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> and Cobra Kai has confirmed that he is a terrible, terrible character. He is he's a conniving prick who steals Johnny Loris's woman, even though she was all in on that. And then he tries to shut down Cobra Kai in Cobra Kai because he just doesn't like Johnny Lawrence. He pretty much is the reason that Miguel gets paralyzed for a few episodes because of him creating Miyagi Do. Everything revolves around Daniel LaRusso. And as much as I love Cobra Kai and they're teaming up now in season four, if there's a breakup, it's going to be because of Daniel LaRusso. So mm-hmm. Daniel LaRusso Facts. Facts. is the worst. <laughs> I think. I'm surprised you guys did. Were you surprised on that one or no? All right, cool. All All right. So let's get into our 10 best. So I'll kick this one off since I went last. Uh, Some honorable mentions here I have is Jimmy Dugan from a league of their own and Randy, the Ram from the wrestler. Number 10. I have a tie. Jesus Shuttlesworth from he got game tied with Gordon Bombay from the mighty ducks. It's, it's, it's hard not to, Love Ray Allen in that entire movie. I think his performance, you know, this is just fictional characters. We're just looking at the characters. But performance aside, uh, fiction aside, Ray Allen is really good in He Got Game. Uh, Rai, you haven't seen He Got Game, right? Nope. Yeah. And Leo, I know you have. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. And then Gordon Bombay, I mean, he's the Minnesota Miracle Man. He creates, he takes District 5 and pretty much creates an NHL team from it. So you got to give love to Gordon Bombay. Uh, number nine for me, and I'm doing ten through six here. My number nine, Johnny Lawrence, the Karate Kid, Cobra Kai. <laughs> One of the most misunderstood characters in the history of sports films. A guy that just loved practice karate, had a hard life. He had parents that really, you know, pushed him too hard, and he just looked at Cobra Kai and, and karate as his saving grace. And it didn't work out for him because he had Crease and Danny Larusso bullying him. I mean, he lost his girlfriend. He comes back in Cobra Kai, creates, brings back the dojo, and Daniel LaRusso's there again to make his life a living hell. But he persevered, and now he is with Miguel's mom and a great sensei on his own. I mean, what's not to love about Johnny Lawrence, guys? I mean, Leo, I think you're. I think you don't believe that Johnny Lawrence is great. <laughs> no, no. Uh, your 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 uh, your scouting was fantastic on 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 Johnny Lawrence. I'm I'm surprised he's so low on your list, to be honest. Really? How come? I don't know. I thought I thought he was gonna be higher. I thought he was gonna. 
I thought I, th- I thought you were more pro Lawrence. So I thought you were gonna make it higher on your list. Um, it 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 almost did, but uh, my number that'd be my number eight, my number nine, my number eight is Becky the Icebox O'Shea. Nice one. She is the inspiration for a category on Arela Backs, and she is <laughs> also I think. She, it, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think she's like the first child female sports lead, right? From that before '93, I can't really think of anybody. Yeah, because Bendit like Beckham was way after that. Yeah, and then League of Their Own, they're already adults. So I'm thinking that she is it, and she's yeah. she's fantastic, and she just kicks ass. So Becky O'Shea is my number my number eight. Uh, my number seven and six are teachers per se and trainers. My number seven is Mickey from Rocky. And okay. My, Mickey. And my number six is Mr. Miyagi. Oh, nice one. Yeah, because those two, I mean, Mr. Miyagi got an Oscar nomination for it. But, like, his story is fantastic. And he's just, you know, despite us hating Daniel LaRusso, I think LaRusso would probably be worse off if it wasn't for Mr. Miyagi. Uh, <laughs> and then Rocky, I mean, the relationship between Rocky and Mickey is unbelievable. So, yeah, that's my 10 through 6. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Um, I give a shout out to Happy Gilmore because I totally forgot last week and I and I thought he was also good as in the movie. Um, so yeah, Happy Gilmore is an honorable mention for me. Number ten, Randy the Ram. Nice. Number nine, uh, Maggie from Million Dollar Baby. Ooh. Number eight, Bobby Mills from Friday Night Lights. Nice. Nice. Um, number seven, I'll be honest, I just kind of made it a tie because of the, uh. Of uh, Dave's passionate speech, I originally had just Daniel Larusso, but I now have to have Johnny Lawrence as well. So it's a tie. <laughs> yes, Daniel Fantastic. Russo, Johnny Lawrence. But the fact that you have Daniel Larusso as a best character and destroys my heart. But but I'm glad you included Johnny Lawrence. And number six, Adonis Johnson. Nice. Oh, good job, Leo. What do you got? All right. So my honorable mentions are uh, Adam Banks. Uh, he has uh, he has a very extensive injury. He's uh, he's very injury prone. He's a cake eater. You think eater. so? Let let's just let's just dive into that real quick. <laughs> Do you think he does ha- go to the NHL, but has like he's an injury prone? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, look, dude, in like in the three movies that he's in, how much time did he spend injured? Oh, he's injured in all three, I believe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's, he's injury prone. I would not want to start a franchise. With, I mean, he's super talented. Like he's a game changer. He's the he's best. Got, he's the best player on that team. Like absolutely. By a mile. Like he's got speed. He's got a really good hockey knowledge. Like a, a fantastic finisher. But he's so injury prone. Um, my, another honorable mention I have is um Shane Falco from The Replacement. Oh, I know you love that movie. I got I got to rewatch love- this movie. I haven't seen it in such a long time. <laughs> I, it's so it's fun. It's just fun, but uh, yeah, I love. Uh, he's a, he's a stud prospect, but he throws five interceptions in the Sugar Bowl. So he's James like, Winston, Jameis Winston. He's Jameis Winston, yeah. And like right there, like it's like even though like at the, by the end of the film, he, you you see his like he he's able to overcome that. Like five five interceptions in the championship game is is not it's not something that instills you with confidence. Um, and I have Apollo Creed. Uh, as uh, as Michael Wilbaum describes, perhaps the best of all time. <laughs> he had 81 fights, 80 wins, 69 knockouts, and two losses, one of which was his untimely death. Yes. But my number 10, and straight from David's worst list, Willie Beeman. Woof! Woof! Yep, third string quarterback for the Miami Sharks. He's fast dynamic exciting um and by the end of the movie becomes the franchise player for the albuquerque albuquerque aztecs throws up on the field Uh, a lot don't forget about that (laughs) yeah um my number nine roy mcavoy tin cup um i leo i you have hyped up tin cup so much and i and i'm watching it this week I hope it lives up to the, to the expectations you've well, set. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's a Kevin Costner golf movie, That's right? probably it's why not... I'm going to love it, because it's Kevin Costner in a sports movie. It's got so much heart, but, like, and, and like, I think I mentioned it to you yesterday, or, like, last recording. It's, like, it's, like, the, it's the serious, dramatic version of Happy Gilmore, right? He's a golf prodigy that doesn't make it too well, so he ends up becoming the range, like, a driving range owner in Texas. He 
qualifies for the U.S. Open, um, which, which is like a shock to everybody. And he starts off in the first round of the U.S. Open, shoots an 83. Oh, my God. Which is terrible. terrible. Yeah. But recovers by doing a 62 in the second round so that he's actually in contention. I'm not going to tell you how the movie ends, but a, a 62 in the second round of the U.S. Open shows you that he definitely had talent. Nice. Um, yeah. My number eight, Rod Tidwell, Jerry Maguire. Um, he is a volatile an eccentric, undersized wide receiver. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Steve Smith, Dave. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, and he's bold like Steve Smith, right? too. So, yeah, that's a good, that's yeah. a good one. He, 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 like, if you can harness that fire, he could be fantastic. Um, in the movie, he ends up harnessing it because of the contract year. Um, I, I think he has the clutch gene, so I'm putting him slightly above Roy. My number seven is Adonis Creed nice. or Adonis Johnson. He's the first ever boxer to knock down Ricky Conlon. He's trained by Rocky Balboa. In 26 total fights, he has 25 wins, 24 by knockout. Uh, the only knock there, though, is I don't think his competition is too, uh, too taxing, other than when he goes against Drago's son. It's like the New uh, England Patriots regular seasons from like, exactly. 2001 yeah, to like, 2017. I, I I, it's, it's, it's no knock to him. I just don't think his competition is too... To put him higher, would, I just don't see it yet. Yeah. Uh, but my number six... Johnny Utah, Rose Bowl winning quarterback who blew out his knee late in the game, turns into an undercover FBI agent, naturally athletic, strong surfer, and skydiver. <laughs> Johnny Utah from Point Break is my number six. I've never seen Point Break, but that that description of him makes me want to see it even more. <laughs> Uh, my number five is boring, but here's, here's a trick. Here's a trick. Uh, in spirit, this character portrays every Kevin Costner sports movie character ever. So, so no, this is just Ray Kinsella. No, it's Ray Kinsella from Field of Dreams. Okay. But for me, I'm not just representing Ray Kinsella here. I'm representing every sports character that Kevin Costner ever played because I love it. he is legit the greatest sports movie persona of all time because he done so many but in all seriousness i just love the character of ray just the idea of he creates his baseball field and where it ends up with it being about his relationship with his father like he grows as a character so much from beginning to end and yeah i i just love that movie and i love him number four from four to one especially number two it's all fun stuff here. Number four, Jake LaMotta, Raging Bull. I didn't want to use real people, but at the end of the day, I'm like, these are sports movies, so they have to be represented here. Uh, Raging, Raging Bull is still one of the best sports movies of all time. one of De Niro's best performances, but Jake LaMotta as a whole is fantastic as a character. It's like uh, it's pretty much the rise and fall of him, so it's really, really good stuff. Number three is Rudy, Rudy Rudiger. Um, I mean, the most inspirational sports athlete of all time except one other person except one other person yeah <laughs> my number two all right hear me out you guys are gonna not agree with me and it's okay i was gonna say benny the jet but it's the great hambino Ooh, curveball no pun intended <laughs> so for me because i'm such a big sandlot fan and i was a pudgy little little man when i was younger the great hambino is like my inspiration he's can play baseball. He's a good catcher for a big guy. He's playing catch. As I would say, at that age, he's probably, what, like a good 150, 160? He has a big belly. He's playing catcher, natural position for, like, a very athletic person. Playing catcher. Hits the ball well. And when it comes to throwing insults, he's throwing insults with the best of them. Love it. The great Hambino is one of the greatest child athletes of all time. And I don't care about his weight. He's the man. <laughs> and then my number one, I think, is probably going to be the same number one for everybody. But, Ryan, go ahead. What's your five um, number two? My number five, I'm probably going to get crap for, is Serena slash Paige from Fighting With My Family. Okay. That... No, no. I'm not hating on that. Not hating on that at all. I can't, I can't hate on it until I see the movie. So I'll, I'll watch the movie probably later today. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I want you to see it, Leo. I can't wait to get your thoughts. Um. 
Yeah, especially I watched it this week for this. Um, and just I love the movie and just that beach sequence. I could never do that. <laughs> um, number four, Falco from The Replacements. Yes! Know, um, yeah, just his rise at the end, toward the end. I love. Um, number three is a bit of a stretch, but I went with Michael Jordan from Space Jam. Okay, oh he saved the world. He saved the universe at that point. I, I guess. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it. I guess. Michael Jordan <laughs> would be like my number slam dunk. Michael Jordan <laughs> would be my number one then if I really wanted. I guess. <laughs> All right. And yeah. number two, Apollo Creed. Man, you stretch longer, man, than Michael Jordan did to, Michael to Jordan win that game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but yeah, a number. you said number two is Apollo? Yeah. Nice. And what about you, Leo? What's your five through two? My number five, Scott Howard, point guard from Teen Wolf. Oh my He's God. <laughs> superhuman speed, superhuman stamina, superhuman jumping. And he's a he wolf. Shoots clutch, exactly. Clutch free throws. The only knock on him is that he ditches his wolf skills in the championship game to, to prove a point, I guess. Which is but stupid. It's just stupid, exactly. It's just like if he had the killer instinct, no pun intended, to be like a winner. He would keep that wolf form, but he ditches it. So I don't think he makes it to the college. I don't think he makes it to the NBA. Uh, so Scott Howard is number. What five. if he was a wolf? Do you think he he would make it? To oh, the yeah, NBA? Yeah, he'd be number one. I think he would. Be, I think he would be my number <laughs> one as far as sheer, as far as sheer sheer ferocity and ferocity and talent. Scott Howard would be number one, uh, barring any like injuries. Or any. I think he's a wolf. I think as a wolf, would be okay. Or uh, uh, Dave, or any any day games. Day games would also no, probably be, be fucked like... in day games. Yeah. <laughs> but my number four is my number my number one basketball player, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Nice. He's the number one high school recruit in the country. He's a natural superstar on the court. He's been groomed for greatness. He's like the re- he's like the movie version of what LeBron James' high school career was. Yeah, that's true. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, my number three. Uh, is Benny the Jet Rodriguez. By the time he retires, he has 1,301 stolen bases, 52 of which were home. He's one away from breaking the record. Unfortunately, he gets injured. Uh, career batting average of point of, uh, of, three, of 317 and 396 home runs. So do Anyone you... that... Yeah, sorry. No, no. I mean, what do you think... <clears throat> I mean, it, all jokes aside, like Benny is fantastic. I wonder, do you think anyone else besides Benny has a career, despite oh. what despite what Smalls tells us at the end of the Sandlot? Do you think they actually play minor league ball? Who do you think has the best shot to play minor league ball? Oh, that's tough. Because it's funny because it's like if you really think about it, like knowing knowing what we know about like real life sports and like how difficult it is to even get a shot as it is, like. Then again, if they're all from Flint, Michigan, I guess they would all make it to the league. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Who else would have a chance of making it to the league? Hambino. Hambino has like he reminds me of like Babe Ruth, right? Like he doesn't have to be like physically agile or fit. And that was and and if you remember, that was his idol. I mean, it was all their idols, but Babe Ruth had the same physique as the Hambino. Yeah, yeah, but you know. but I'm with you on Benny. Like he's great. Oh yeah, no. If if it, if it wasn't for the injury, he would. He I mean he he goes down in fake movie history. <laughs> um, number two, I think Jenny would love this. Dottie Hinson. Nice. Yeah, catcher for the Rockford Peaches. She's great defensively, great off- offensively. She can catch a ball with her bare hands. She can catch a ball while doing a split. She's arguably the best player in that whole league. So I have her as my number two. Yeah, that's yes. that's the one thing I hate about Leah their own that they don't win. <laughs> yeah, because like I she's know. that good. She's pretty much like the Mike Trout of like baseball of women's baseball. Yeah, uh, it is unfair how good she is. <laughs> yeah, unfair. And I guess number one for everyone is Rocky Balboa, huh? Rocky Balboa, oh, man. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. My notes are two-time world champ. Save the United States from the Soviet Union. That's it. No, stop there. That's all. <laughs> you should have started with save the United States from from the Soviet save Union and the Cold the United War. States. I mean, other than Michael Jordan saving the universe, <laughs> Balboa prevented World War Three. So here, here's why I would pick Rocky over Michael Jordan, because he literally made 
the prime minister of the Soviet Union stand up and cheer for him because Absolutely. of a boxing fight. Not because he did anything else, because of a boxing fight. And not even after he won, he was already into Rocky before he won. It, it's a pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah, I think my, my for me, the, the another wild card, too, is that Rocky Balboa not only was an incredible fighter on his own right, he trains two heavyweight champions in Tommy Gunn and Adonis. Yep. He's also um, great at commercials, as you saw in Rocky 2. Great in commercials. Mm-hmm. Great in commercials. Uh, he also owns a restaurant. Don't forget about that. And a gym. And a gym. And a gym. Good, good one, Rye. Um, but, yeah, all jokes aside, I mean, he's not just the best for me. He's just the most inspirational because of his story, like the never-give-up mentality. So, yeah, Rocky, for me, is definitely number one. Anything you want to add, Rye? Nah, he, like you guys said, most inspirational. One of the, he's just the best. He's fucking Rocky. Yep. And remember, <laughs> when every when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, just remember that you, if you're a good boxer and you wear American flag trunks, you can also <laughs> stop a cold war. With that being said, that wraps up our two week dive into the sport genre. Next week we're gonna hop in to our Batmobile. And look at one of Ryan's favorite topics, comic book animated films. Now, we want to not do superhero because that we want to disqualify The Incredibles because The Incredibles would be on all our lists. We want to make it oh, a little yeah, difficult. Top three in everyone's list, yeah. <laughs> we want to see how much DC can dominate this list. <laughs> so next week, we are actually going to list our 10 best comic book animated films. And for fun, guys, our five worst comic book animated films so i have a feeling it's gonna be like dc best marvel worst (laughs) (laughs) so with that being said see you at the movies kids